Welcome to Menopause, Marriage and Motherhood, a podcast that's all about changing the way we view midlife and bringing the conversation about menopause out into the open. Each week we share stories, experiences and inspiration. We talk to experts on how to best navigate this time of life and find out how other people have not only survived but thrived through this time. I'm your host, Karen O'Connor. Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining us today. Today I'm here with Lisa Curry, who is the co-founder of Happy Healthy You, and she's here to talk about health, fitness, nutrition, and life from Olympian to business owner. Welcome, Lisa. Hi, Karen. Nice to be here. I think you should say life from Olympian to business owner to, I don't know, farm girl or something, farm granny. <laughs> I'm granny. <laughs> My life has changed so much. It's it's really at a crossroads at the moment. So it's like this new chapter that's just like come at me with a ton of bricks. So it's, it's like that's what life is all about. I think it's reinventing yourself because you get to a point where swimming and being in the Olympics was a part of my life. It was just a moment in time for me. And then you move on and you do something else. And then all of a sudden you find yourself thinking, well, well what now for the next 20 years? You interesting place to be in it is isn't it and it's it's interesting that you start there because that was one of the things I wanted to talk to you about because you've gone through so many changes because mm. you you were an Olympian three times Olympian I, I remember when I was in swimming that you were you and Brooke Hansen were the oldest and the youngest on the Commonwealth Games team I think that was that was yeah. one of the things I remember a photo shoot and then you went on to do a lot more sport. You did the outrigging stuff and then you formed a business and you've been a mum and now you're at another crossroads. And I was going to ask you about that because quite often we get to sort of 45 to 55 and everything changes for us. And it is a completely new section of our life. And that's what you're going through now, is it? It's all changing. Yeah, it's all changing. And not long ago, I wrote an article about goal setting. And I think it's really important that we revisit our goals every couple of years and sit down and think about what, what is important to us, what makes us want to jump out of bed and face the day. And it may not be what it used to be for you. I mean, yes, I was a three-time Olympian and I used to bound out of bed. I used to sleep on my togs. I was so excited to go swimming when I was a kid and bounding out of bed to go down to the pool and smash myself and come home and do it again 11 times a week. And when I think of it now, like I can't even drag myself out of bed at 7.30. And in those days, I'd already swum five or six K and been to the gym. And But, you know, life changes and the things that you do change. But I think the one thing that stays with you is who you are inside. And I've always been the sort of person who likes simple things like going camping or creating something or making something or just, just really simple things. And these days it's um, putting my work clothes on and going out in the garden and planning some new plants or getting on the mower or create like we're building something at the moment and it's exciting to see something be created and I think that creativity inside you is what keep well certainly keeps me going how do you change so it's really interesting because 
I agree with you about we stay the same, but we have to have different goals as we move through our lives. That was something I found really difficult when it came towards the end of being a mum, full-time mum. And I was trying to revisit my goals, but the only goals I had were the ones from in my 20s. Yes. I'm like, well, they're not applicable anymore. And it's really yeah. quite difficult to find the new goals. How did you do that? Yeah, it's funny because you your kids leave home and then there's this empty nest feeling and you want your kids to visit all the time. But if you think about who were in that position, you just wanted to see the world and you wanted to do things and go somewhere and see mum every now and again and and I get that my kids were always busy and but you know you've got to create your own life you don't have to be responsible for your children forever and you're not and that's a hard thing to grasp I think too that you you've had this kind of like you've you know you're being a parent like you're protecting and controlling and organizing and instructing and helping and all these things that you do with your children when you grow up and then all of a sudden (laughs) they don't need you anymore So what do you do with all these things that you used to do? And, you know, I'm quite an organised person, but when I don't have anyone to organise, what do I do? What am I going to organise now? So I can keep the house organised, I can keep the garden organised. But, yeah, things change and it's, it's a funny feeling to be in because it's like you have to reinvent yourself, rebuild yourself, reinvigorate yourself, and at the same time, think about what is it that you really want because I was watching these older people the other day and I I guess this gentleman was about oh to me he looked close to 90 and good on him but when you get you know it's that last stage of your life from 80 to 100 what sort of person do you want to be and what do you want to be able to do and I think if you ask yourself those questions you might look after yourself a little bit better in the stages leading up to that life. And I think once you get to 85, do what you like, smoke, drink, take drugs, whatever you want to do. But we have to get there. And a lot of people don't get there. So I guess I'm sort of in that mindset where I'm 59 and I don't, I can't believe I'm 59. I just, I just want to cry when I hear that. You know, turning 50 was fine. Turning 55 was like, ooh, <laughs> 59 is like, no. But you start to think, Really, I've only got 30 years left. And I know 30 years is a long time. What I've done for the past 30 years has been amazing. But all of a sudden you start to think, whoa, (laughs) life is starting to wind up. I don't know about you, but I don't know, these years are just going, they're just whizzing by, aren't they? Yeah, for me, I've got a big milestone coming up because I'm 58. And both my mum and my mother-in-law died when they were 62. And so I'm just like, holy moly. They both died of cancer, different cancers. My mother-in-law had lung cancer. My mum had pancreatic cancer. But it's kind of like I've got this thing coming up at me like, oh, my God, my mum only lived for another three and a half years longer than where I am now. That's awful. (laughs) It's very confronting, I think, isn't it? I think it makes you realise the importance of doing what you enjoy every single day you know I quite often say to people if you're in a job that you absolutely hate (laughs) you know why are you there (laughs) try and find something that you love and it might just take the pressure off you so that you can actually enjoy yourself because that's what life is all about yeah it's kind of for me it's kind of like I've done the hard yards now I've brought the four kids up put myself Mm -hmm. last like we always do 
and it's time to actually do something that, I mean, I'm not saying looking after the kids didn't inspire me and fill me with joy and everything, but it's kind of not what I had planned for myself. Um, and now it's like, okay, what do I want to do? And that's actually quite hard to get in touch with as well. And it's also quite hard not just to put myself first on an emotional level and find out what I want, but also taking care of myself physically mm. as well, because mm. exercise and nutrition is way down the list of things to do. And I find that I'll chop all the veggies in the morning and get the fruit ready if my daughter's here. But to do it for myself, I'm like, I don't know, I'll go and finish my work and I'll do that later. It's yeah. really quite difficult. Yeah. And I think, you know, this is what my my business does. We have an online group, 400,000 women who we talk to every single day. And so all these suggestions that we have for ladies about looking after yourself and putting yourself number one and really there's a couple of things that are the most important things. One is to eat well. And when I say eat well, it's eating well 80% of the time. And the other 20%, go out and have dinner, have your pizza and your fries. But when you're at home, you know, cooking your veggies and your fruit, getting all those nutrients into your body will then give you the energy to want to exercise because that's the next important thing too. And everyone can go walking. Even those poor people in lockdown, they can still walk. They can do home exercises. But eating well and exercising just gives you that lift that you need. And lately. You know, I've been feeling a little bit down and I, I've been to the doctors and a couple of doctors have actually said to me, have you thought about antidepressants? And I said, I don't need antidepressants. I'm just sad. And there is a difference. And you just know, you know the difference between those feelings. And I've been guilty of this in the last 18 months or so where I just have not looked after myself at all. I've not had any energy, no mojo. I've eaten poorly. I've not exercise at all. I've put on a ton of weight and paying for it now. But you just got to be in the right mindset. But if you know that the exercise and the nutrition actually makes a difference, if you could put those things in a one pill, yes, you would take it every day. But people say it's too hard. I've got to chop the veggies. I've got to go and buy the veggies. I've got to actually put my shoes on and go for a walk. But once you do, you feel better. You feel so much better if you just make the commitment to do it and make it part of your lifestyle. And there is that we do have to give ourselves the space to go through stuff too, don't we? And, and just be okay with that. And that can be quite difficult, especially for somebody like you who's so used to doing so much exercise and so used to being on top of things. Mm. Being able to just go, look, I feel really crap right now and I don't want to do that. I'll think about that later is something precious that we can give ourselves mm. and people have been saying be kind to yourself well I have <laughs> my undies don't fit my jeans don't fit nothing fits me and you know going through menopause as well I mean it just sucks you go through this whole life as a woman you give birth you you work you're looking after the kids you run the house you do everything and then you get freaking menopause like, does it ever stop? Do we ever get a break? It's just one thing after another, after another. And then along with menopause, you start seeing wrinkles come and you, things start changing and your body changes and elasticized pants are my favorite thing at the moment. You know, who would have thought I used to walk around the shops in a bikini and 
now you cover up and you've got to dress appropriately just because, you know, your gut hangs out and, oh, it's just, but you just, it is what it is. And my mum, who's 86, she always says, Lisa, it is what it is. And I often say that to myself. And it's part of life and it's a natural progression into your later years. And I had a lot of hormonal symptoms, um, but thankfully I am I have my moments, but I'm actually really calm. And that's what our products do for me. They just bring this, this calm over me and and you know, I've been I've been with um, my business partner for a long time, and and um, I've been taking happy hormones for a long time. And thank God, I I would hate to think what it would be like without them. Really, <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. Tell me about the hormone side of things and why you started it. Well, oh, it's kind of a long story, but it started back in the late nineties, and I coincidentally ran into some guys who introduced me to my now business partner, um, Jeff Butterworth, and I was getting really moody and cranky and irritable and I was hard to live with and a poor old Grant copped it every month. I'd find myself just crying saying, you don't care, you don't love me, you don't understand, pick up those freaking socks, just losing it over the smallest things. And anyway, I didn't realise it was happening every month that I couldn't see the pattern. But in those days as well, we didn't talk about it much either. People just, she's a bitch. You know, don't go near her. (laughs) But one day every month I was, I was an absolute bitch. And then the rest of the 30 days I was fine. And so I met with Jeff and we developed a product, which we have today, Happy Hormones. And I can tell you, it's it's an absolute lifesaver. And we have thousands and thousands of women who have their own stories every time I tell that story people go yeah that's me that's me but you know people feel differently when they take the product and um just couldn't do without it so that was the long version but basically I was a bitch and now I'm just really calm and if I get the shits it's it's worth it someone's really annoying me so I just just happen to have it here right in front of me there you go so hot flushes, menopause and hot flushes, these are amazing. When you go to bed, nighttime, you have one leg in, one leg out, you roll over, the other leg goes out. I take two in the morning, two at night, and the hot flushes are they're under control now. But if I haven't taken it for a while, my husband <laughs> says to me, have you been taking happy hormones? I go, um, well, I forgot for the last few days. But it's um, the intense training that I did, the being in the chlorine all the time and having that you put something on your skin, your skin's your biggest organ, right? So you dunk yourself in a bucket of chlorine for four hours a day for 30 years of your life and it does mess things up a little bit. So, you know, it's there's a lot of things, lots of ups and downs and stresses and childbirth and all those things that create hormonal havoc. And as soon as, you know, one thing's out of balance, everything else gets out of balance. So this is the product that puts everything back in the balance. So it actually has been a lifesaver for me. Did your periods continue while you were training or did they stop? Because the other place I was going was, it's like how does what you went through with menopause reflect on what you went through in your early years because you were training and is there any correlation? And I only just thought that and I've probably put you right on the spot there. <laughs> no, it's it's funny, you know, and it's probably I'm 59 and just starting going through menopause, which is quite late. And I think it's because I I only got my period when I was 18. So I didn't get a period until after the Moscow Olympics. And I remember that 
my teammates and I were sitting around chatting one day and I said to them, I, I don't have a period. And they said, oh, you must be pregnant. And I said, I'm not pregnant. No, you have to be pregnant. If, you don't, if you're not getting your period, you must be pregnant. And I said, well, I haven't had sex yet, so I can't be pregnant because I still hadn't probably like developed a bit of a goody two-shoes. I don't know. But, yeah, it's funny. I was a late starter and I was only taking the pill for probably, I reckon, three years, four years max in my life and mainly to one of the real reasons other than obviously not getting pregnant was um, to uh, manipulate when I got my period so that when I raced, I wasn't getting my period when I raced, so I could just work backwards and and try and you know design it so that I wasn't up on the blocks, you know, feeling bloated and heavy and <laughs> the things we do, right? <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. Did it impact your speeds when you were on a period? Were you slower or? Oh, it depends on how it, uh, a period affects an athlete. So some women get really heavy bleeds, really heavy bleeds and bloating that they get from, they feel sick, they can't get out of bed. Imagine that being you on race day. Like you just, you just couldn't, you couldn't race feeling like that. But most of the time you just had to do what you had to do and race for the period, not race for the period, whatever. But I was able to, with the pill, manipulate when I got my periods. And that kept it under control. Yeah. 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 So you also, a few years ago, did a, how long ago was it, did a big weight loss thing, didn't you? I was reading some background information about 10, 12 years ago, was it? You'd put on a lot of weight and then you just went, nah, I've had enough of this now. And you and you started helping other women going through yeah. with your weight loss and everything. Yeah. Talk to me about that. What happened? Yeah. I've still I've still got that program. It's being redesigned at the moment, so it'll probably be out in a few months. But yeah, I was it was just before my 50th birthday and I was on TV during one of those reality TV shows and my dad rang me and he said, Lisa, you okay? And I said, Yeah, why? And he said, Because you look a bit fat on TV. <laughs> and well, dad? well, he was right. I was chubby. And TV makes you look bigger than you are. I look, I knew it was coming up to my 50th birthday. I just thought, oh, I don't want to be this this way or this weight. So I wrote my own program and that's it was a 10-week program. So, yeah, that's what I put online and sold that through, you know, various avenues over the years. And I still got the same program. It still works. It's fabulous and it's so easy to follow. And it's got three exercise sessions with it as well. So it's coming out soon. It'll be called Happy Body, Happy Body One. And when I say happy body, it's about, okay, so I was 77 kilos and I wasn't happy with the way that I looked or felt. So I ended up losing 15 kilos. I was 63 kilos. So I raced at the Olympics at 60 kilos. I was really lean. So 63 kilos was just off my my Olympic racing weight. And even though I looked amazing, I felt like shit. Like I was at the gym nine times a week. I was eating chicken and beans and, you know, to, to try and look the best. Because I was always trying to compare myself to how I was at the Olympics, which I realised later was a dumb thing to do because, you know, you're not training like an Olympian. So I was able to find my happy weight. So my happy weight is where I can go training three or four times a week I can eat well 80, 80% of the time and maintain my weight. And that was around about 68 kilos. 
So um, that's what I'm trying to get back to at the moment. So haven't started yet. I start one day and then lose it and then I think I'll start tomorrow. I'll start tomorrow. And I just oh, I just can't get my head around it. And I understand how people can't get their head around it. But I think if we just keep, I uh, see, it's frustrating too to keep starting all the time. So we've got to find this happy balance of good food, enough exercise, just to feel normal every day. Oh, I don't know. You can get out in the morning and actually enjoy the day. What's the difference for you? Because you've been super, super, super fit. So you've got a comparison of what it's like, which is actually invaluable, you know, to somebody who's struggled their whole life. You can go, oh, but I actually understand both sides of it, which is a huge Mm. advantage. What is the impact on yourself, the major impacts on yourself that you notice when you don't look after yourself as compared to when you do? I think the major impact is your negative self-talk. You just think, oh, my God, you're fat. Clothes don't fit. What are you doing? Just talk to yourself really poorly, which is very unusual for me because I'm so the other way. But, you know, Sorry. Well, you know, the last 18 months has been awful for me. I just can't get my head around it. Um, I just can't get my, I just can't get my shit together. And as much as I try, I just can't at the moment. And this is, I haven't been out in the public much because this is what happens all the time, but it's just shit. And the amount of people that have reached out to me since my daughter passed away and, you know, there's so many people going through the same thing. And it's like every second person in the street must be struggling in some way. And somehow we've got to pull ourselves together and keep living a a happy and healthy life which is actually really hard to do but we'll get there I think we'll get there sorry <laughs> oh, it doesn't take me much see anyway we'll get there I'll get there it's just a shit time sorry no look I'm I'm heartbroken for you and I'm yeah I don't I <laughs> I never know what to say in this situation. I've got a friend of mine who's struggling at the moment because her daughter's suicidal and she's on suicide watch with her. And I don't know what to say to support her and I don't know what to say to support you now because there's nothing I can do to take away the pain. And all I can say is you're so, I appreciate your honesty and your openness because I didn't expect it. I actually said that, you know, I wasn't going to even broach the topic because I would end up like a basket case myself anyway. Um, so, yeah, <coughs> goes I, think, out. I don't know. Yeah, what to thanks. Say. I think if people just, um, because people know my story, so, but you don't know everybody's story. Um, and that's why, you know, when someone's down, don't kick them again, you know, just try and be kind, 
to everyone that you see because you don't know what's going on in their life. It's, you know, there's so many people like me walking the streets trying to get through the day, trying to trying to work, you know, and it's hard. It's really hard. But we still have a life to live and I, and I know that my kids are important, my life, everything's important to me. So that exercise and nutrition, that is what's going to make me feel a little bit better. And, um, you know, mentally, um, I guess time will just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just blubbering now. What can people do to support you? I don't know. I mean, I, my husband's really good and, you know, he just hugs me when he knows that I need a hug. My friends are the same. I think just to know that they're there. And I, I had a friend of mine a long time ago who said to me, who said, everything will be okay. And I think if you, if you remind yourself that everything will be okay, and it might be a different okay or a new okay, then, yeah, maybe that. I don't know. I don't know, Karen. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I'm going to try and change this. <laughs> Talk to me about your business because you've managed to build up a really quite substantial business, haven't you? You were telling me before you've got 20 staff on your team. Talk mm. to me about that. So this is all of the, this is the happy, healthy you, is it? And all that that you've built up. What is it you do? Yeah. So we have, so it's called Happy Healthy You and it's an online business and we have um, a team of naturopaths and nutritionists. We have about 300,000 people in our Facebook group pages and and more through our email database. And our staff talk to our ladies pretty much every single day about any topic. So ladies can come into our groups where it's safe and supportive and they can vent, they can share a joke, they can ask questions. And we have staff that will talk to them about all their health issues. Um, we have an amazing online health assessment as well. So ladies can go on and fill that in. It gives them a great report back of how to, you know, break their life down into baby steps so that they can start working on just one thing. Because this is half the problem. We, we want to eat better. We want to exercise. We want to lose weight. We want to get on top of things, you know, try and do it once and that's why nothing ever works so we've got to pick one thing at a time I should listen to my own talk because it's 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 what I'm not doing myself but just pick one thing to work on for the next seven days and then add one more thing until it becomes habit so you know we've got a, um, a fabulous range of products as well happy calm sort of almost can't keep up with stock with that everyone just wants that happy liver, the turmeric, the greens, happy hormones. I'm trialling a collagen powder at the moment. We've just released our happy skin by Lisa Curry. So I haven't got very good skin, but it's not too bad. And um, I love these products. So just a simple four-step routine each day for me. So that's really exciting. Yeah, so it's a a great business. And, um, you know, we're running retreats here. Our first retreat's coming up in three weeks time. It's a yoga healing retreat. We spent the last three years repurposing this whole property. So we'll be having um, happy, healthy year retreats here for ladies as well. 
So lots of great things, um, lots of things to keep me busy. And I think also for me, not only is it my business, not only is it my face that's the business, but I am the customer as well. So the ladies that we're talking to every day, I'm actually one of those ladies as well, going through all the same things as they're going through. And there's not much that I haven't been through. <laughs> Probably the only thing I haven't been through was we haven't been in jail. Pretty much everything else I've been through. I also need to get clear. I would was assuming when I changed a topic that you would like to change the topic as opposed to focus on where you're at in your morning and your grieving and everything. If you want, if if you if that's okay, if you want to go back to that, that's actually fine. I was just I didn't want yeah, you to. Be so yeah. yeah, apologies if that seems a little bit abrupt, but I was like, yeah, if it was me, I'd just want to move right along. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I'd move along. Um, it's just that some things when I when I have to talk about where I actually am right now, that's what that's, that's what gets me because it's and this is what I spoke about in the very first, you know, couple of minutes where I'm been an Olympian and the businesswoman and it feels like this crossroad that I'm at. It feels like my body's telling me stop. My mind is telling me stop and reassess everything. And what do I really want to do for the next 20 years? Because there's some, there's a block. I have a block there at the moment that I can't seem to move past. So yeah, it's just a it's just a case of sitting down at some point and reassessing all my goals. And I'm I'm just looking out the window here. I've, I've, we redid a Toyota Coaster bus and I love that. I just I just want to get in the bus and go. I just want to go. And we might just do that because that's what I like to do. We were going to travel around Australia, but COVID put a halt on that. But we can, you know, go up north. Yeah, but that's what I like to do, take my crochet hook and a few balls of wool, make something, create something. I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's what I mean. I'm at that crossroads. So. And my book that I'm writing at the moment is uh, it's an autobiography, so... That's exciting as well, but I've only got a few more months to write it, and I don't know how I'm going to write the. I don't know how I'm going to write the crossroad bit because that part hasn't happened yet. So anyway, we'll see. Oh, it might need to be delayed because the thing is, like that when well, you're I wanted it out for my sixtieth birthday. That's sort ah, of the, that was um, the idea, and I always wanted to write a book for my sixtieth birthday. So I better hurry up and get my shit together. <laughs> or not? Maybe. Or not? Maybe it's your 61st. Who knows? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like when you've gone through the kind of thing you have, you just want it to be over. Like just let's let's get out of this hideous feeling and experience that I'm in and let's do something that's that feels good. And that, I mean, I only met you 45 minutes ago, but that kind of feels like where you're at to me. It's like, okay, I've got had enough of feeling like this. I need to move on now. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's I, I can't even compare it to anything. I can't compare it to anything. Being at the Olympics the last month, going to the Olympics is the hardest last month because, you know, you've had enough. You just want to. You just want to get to race day, but you've still got another month and every day is long. It's a bit like pregnancy, you know, month number eight, you've kind of had enough. You just want to have the baby, but you've still got to go through every day and you can go to bed at night. You just want to sleep. 
and wake up and get the next day over and done with. It's, I don't, and I don't even want to hurry up life because the older you get, you know, the more you want it to slow down. This year, I mean, it's September already. It's just ridiculous. Where's this year gone? No one's really done anything. A lot of people in Melbourne and Sydney, all they've done is sat around at home and hoped that they can go out. You know, I just, I just don't know how they're coping with that. But hopefully we can open up soon and everyone can get out on the road and do what they enjoy. Is there anything that you would want to say to women um, who are going through what you or have gone through what you're going through, but also women who are going through menopause? Um, Yeah, we get thrown all these things on top of us at different times in our life. And I think it's really important to to reach out and be amongst women who are going through the same thing so that you can feel supported. And I think that's what our Facebook groups do. I know that there are ladies in there who just, they love the group so much because they feel safe in there and they feel supported and they feel informed and educated and it helps them get through the day and it gives them another opinion as well because like me you know i was feeling down you go to the doctor and they just want to give you an antidepressant i'm not i'm not depressed i'm sad there's a difference but they're so easy to pass on an antidepressant um, which is what you know happy hormones does as well that helps with that side of it so i think we just need to um acknowledge and accept where we are at at the moment change the things that we can, accept the things that we can't, and most importantly, sit back, take some time to reflect and reassess, rebuild, reinvigorate our lives because we only get one shot at this and we want to wake up in the morning and live a good life. And I think that's the most important message that I can give to ladies. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. That's okay. You've been amazing. So open and honest and I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Well, there isn't really any other way, is there? (laughs) You'd be surprised (laughs) how many people hide things. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't get annoyed, but people on Instagram, you know, all the influence and everything. Look at these new shoes. Look at this new bag. It's like, oh, really? I'd rather go to Bunnings or Spotlight. You know, spend your money on something that actually makes a difference to your world instead of just a dumb handbag. And that's, I just, yeah, you got to do what's important to you. I guess, you know, if handbags are important to some people, then enjoy your handbag. I like my handbags, but my life doesn't revolve around my handbags and I certainly don't put photos of them on the internet, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Everyone to their own. That's the thing, isn't it? Like it doesn't matter what people do, I guess, and I, I guess I was very judgmental then, but you just got to do what you want to do, hey, and who cares really? Yeah, and it's, it's, there's not a judgmental thing in it. It's about if that's not made, if you're just putting on an appearance, then that's not going to work for you in the long term, which was where my initial comment came from and you commented into that. That's all we're saying, you know, have a yeah, really yeah. good look at your life. Are you being true to yourself? And if you're not, if it's all about what other people think, then yeah, yeah. maybe it's time to reassess. Yeah, 
Actually, on that too, um, one of the retreats that we're going to hold here is a makeover retreat. So we're going to get some personal branding experts in and hair and makeup and styling and clothing and just let women just feel fabulous about themselves, train them, we'll do some yoga, we'll do some dancing, we'll eat good food and drink lots of wine and have a fabulous old time. So that's um, probably, yeah, that's probably the next one we're going to run. So that's uh, just follow me on Instagram is the easiest one or Marley Retreat on Instagram. Um, they sell out pretty quickly. So um, as soon as you see it, but I'll, I'll let people know that it's coming up anyway. Does that sound like fun? Yeah. Oh, that sounds amazing. I was just like, <laughs> where are you? Where are the retreats held? We are near Peachester on the Sunshine Coast. So you've got Biwa, where Australia Zoo is, Landsborough, and then you've got Mulaney up on the hinterland. In the, on the range, I can see it up there. Um, we're smack bang in the middle of that triangle. So to put it simply, we're about 12 minutes up the hill from Australia Zoo. Right, too easy. And all the links to your website and everything will be on um, the page that goes with this podcast. So I'll put all those links up. I actually interviewed a lady the other week um, called Susie Taffy, and she has a product called Petty Pants. And it stops chafing. So they're kind of like these really stretchy undies that go down your legs. And she does them in the most wicked colours. She's amazing. And she's in Brizzy. So, yeah, she'd be such because she created those to solve that problem of being of nice undies in summer and stop yourself from chafing. Because it's something we all, you know, like she said, she's actually an engineer and she designed them herself. I went into underwear from engineering. So Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you only need the product that everybody needs. Absolutely. Absolutely. She's done really well. Like hiking pants for women. I mean, men can just pull their willy out. Women have to actually take their pants off and go (laughs) bummed. Like, why is it there? Are hiking pants that open from the crutch? I actually, I had to go down because we moved up from country New South Wales a, a few years ago. My daughter wanted, didn't want to move schools, so she's boarding. She's now in year 12 down in New South Wales, and I had to do the run to get her out of New South Wales and into Queensland the other day, and I had to do it in one day. But my big thought was, where am I going to go in the toilet? There's going to be public toilets. So what am I going to do on the way to Armadale? That's called a she-wee into a water bottle. Just like, oh, my Lord. Because guys can just get out the car, go stand behind a tree and they're fine. Yeah, we yeah I know. Exactly. Well, you've got to squat behind a tree. But then at our age, you've got a sore knee, so you can't squat. <laughs> thank you so much lisa i really appreciate it really appreciate your time as well because i know how busy you are so thank you so much thanks thanks for joining us this week on menopause marriage and motherhood make sure you subscribe to the show on your favorite player and while you're at it we'd love you to leave us a rating on itunes Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would be amazing too. Be sure to tune in next week for the next episode. And remember, if you're busy thinking about what you can't have, how on earth are you going to enjoy what you can have? See you next week.